This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, here we are. World EV Day, World Electric Vehicle Day, on the line now to talk about that, local advocate and EV user, Pam McKinley. Pam, Morena, good to have you with us. Morena, Jeff, happy World EV Day. Indeed, and uh, I guess it is a happy day. You've uh, been a, an EV user yourself for a number of years now. When did you first step behind the wheel? Um, in 2015, we bought our first um, Nissan Leaf. It was a 24-kilowatt Leaf. And uh, you haven't looked back since then. We're sort of driving a 40 kilowatt leaf now because I'm doing a lot longer journeys because my mum's in Timaru and I need to go up there a bit more often. Yeah, for those yeah. who um, have, uh, who want to sort of get some sense of what that actually means, uh, you know, in the time that since you've been starting being an EV user to, to where we are now, what does that transition, even with that brand and a vehicle, meant for you in terms of distance and so forth? Um. Well, the, the range of the 40 kilowatt leaf is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, about 235. Um, and so, um, I can, in theory, get to Timaru in just one charge, although I usually stop because I like to have a coffee and I'm usually, you know, got other people in the car that need other stops for other reasons. Um, as anyone driving with kids knows, you know, you never go from one place to another place without stops. And um, with a 24 kilowatt leaf, you'd be stopping two or three times to kind of bunny hop your way up between charges. Mm. So it it's just um, just means less stops on the way. Um, although, you know, you still need to stop for um, you know, comfort stops. So, you know, in the time that you've been using an EV, how has the infrastructure grown to support you? Do you feel as though uh, things are being made a little bit easier for you as far as charging stations and things are concerned? Yeah, so um, I'm quite involved in um, sort of advocating for charging infrastructure for local EV owners, but also for longer journeys. And um, there should be yeah, at the moment. I think there's um, the ChargeNet's um, the private company that's been putting in most of the charges across the country. Um, there's one every 75 k's um, nationwide. I've got a a map of all the charging stations I'm bringing to the Eco Centre this weekend, which um, just, I was kind of overwhelmed when I was trying to put on all the dots, you know, about where they all were now. Oh, that's encouraging. Yes, and um, and uh, the next step is to fill it into it to every 50 k's because um, the lower range, um, the sand leaves, which are um, what the most of what we have on the road, they need... Um, they need the, the you know some we're a bit, bit closer together, but also as more EVs hit the road, um, we want to sort of avoid queuing at stations. So if they're a little bit more evenly spaced out, if there's somebody charging at one station, you can just go on to the next one and you know not stress out too much. Mm. Well, you mentioned your advocacy role, uh, and uh, of course there is a, a local Dunedin EV users group. Uh, I guess that's continuing to grow, is it, Pam? Uh, yes, yes, there's about um, 950 members on our Facebook group at the moment. So that's our forum for existing um, new and prospective EV owners where um, people can ask, you know, any question, no questions, too dumb sort of thing. Um, you know, from the what's this light on my dashboard mean to charging scenarios for long journeys for the people that are first going to take their car out of town. There's often a little bit of anxiety about that. And um, people are just... Um, jump in there and tell them what what they do, you know, what to do and where to go and um, just, yeah, it's just full of really 
a helpful bunch of people. And then there's the Otago EV Society, um, which um, is kind of a little bit more boring. We do a lot of letter writing, go to a lot of meetings, we do community education, um, we do a bit of EV myth busting and charging demonstrations, and that's the kind of thing we're doing at the Auto Spectacular this weekend. As yeah, well. we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, yeah. You mentioned it's uh, it's the boring work, but uh, clearly there's still uh, some advocacy to do. And you, you know, you mentioned myth busting. What, what are some of the myths that, that that are hardest to bust at the moment? Um, well, it depends what planet you live on. Whether you want to listen to facts or fiction. Um, you know, we still get people coming and asking us if you can drive cars in the rain. Um, obviously, you can. But um, the um, oh, one of the common ones is you, you know, you can't tow with them. Um, there are a lot of higher range EVs now, which people are towing caravans with and boats and all kinds of things. Um, there's a little group of um, on Facebook which is just purely about people showing what they're tying. I don't think all of it's recommended but um, you know you wouldn't you're not really recommended to tow a plane with a Tesla but um, mm. it has been done <laughs> um, but yeah there's um, so there's a chap in Dunedin that's got a Tesla that he uses to tow his electric dig around on so that's a construction company so um, that's that's probably one of the biggest EV myths and mm. then there's um, I don't know we get a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of it's just um, general misinformation, and um, and people just you know wanting to have a bit of a laugh. But then you know the, <laughs> that's you know that's all very well. But um, we're here to sort of you know put a little bit of fact to fiction. Well, here it is: World EV Day. It's an international day, and this year, um, asking businesses and individuals to pledge to go EV. What do we know about the current trends towards EV ownership here in Aotearoa, New Zealand? Um, well, we're um, we're still a lot we're still a way behind whether um, all the governments, depending on what stripes you are, would like us to be. Um, in April, I think there were about forty two thousand. It's it's um, there's sort of less than one percent um, EVs in all the vehicles for new registrations. Um, and the government would like, well, all governments, um, you know, depending who forms them, have pledged that they would like 30% of New Zealand's light vehicles to be electric by 2035. So we've got a ways to go, but a lot of countries are actually um, phasing out um, all their petrol lines. In any case, and all of the major manufacturers are making electric vehicles. I mean, even Humvee and, you know, the good old boys of Texas Ram have got electrics um, coming through. Harley-Davidson, I've seen the first Harley-Davidson's arrive in New Zealand um, charging at, um, you know, charges. So everything is going electric. Some of those vehicles you mentioned probably come with a fairly hefty price tag. This uh, clean oh, car, yeah. the clean car discount I, scheme that we heard about. You know, what, what, what's your view on, on on that and how it's working as an incentive? Um, you know, that's it is working. Um, certainly, um, there's been a fifty percent increase. I think it might even be fifty six percent increase on pre on previous years registrations. Um, so. Yeah, um, it is. It is certainly working. And but I think the thing that's really working is um, petrol prices are going up, and they um, really aren't expected to go down. Once petrol goes over three dollars, 
you know, a litre, it's um, it's really just a no-brainer. Um, when you're looking at the fuel equivalent of, so my 40 kilowatt leaf, the fuel equivalent would be uh, 1.9 litres per 100k. And, you know, your Ford range would be 8.4 litres per 100k. So there's a huge difference there in um, fuel consumption. And, you know, you're paying for that at the pump. So fuel costs, that's certainly a potential incentive, the clean car discounts scheme, an incentive. Could we be doing more in that area? Um, I think, I mean, I think the biggest increase in new registrations is actually new passenger car sales, and that's where we needed there to be more uptake because as those cars go through fleets, um, they start to enter the second-hand market and then the price point starts to fall for for other people because uh, they are really expensive, but, um, you know, new cars are expensive um, and, you know, new cars are a luxury item. Um, so, you know, we we tend to think of cars as a rite of passage, but actually cars, you know, are a luxury item. <laughs> People need to sort of remember that and adjust their expectations accordingly. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's, I think petrol is really the thing that we need to be doing. And also I think um, the work we do in charging infrastructure, um, the next thing I want to really be pushing is that in places like Dunedin and Wellington where it's very hilly, <clears throat> we have a lot of places that don't have off-street parking so we need to be lobbying our councils for um, things like using uh, street lamp posts as an option for RFD um, charging. So, I mean, that's, that's starting to take off um, big time overseas and there's some pilot projects running in New Zealand now. So um, that's kind of, I think, the next the next challenge. Right, so you'll be keeping your eye on those kinds of initiatives. And I suppose a little yeah. bit also on the on, on EV technology, whether it's uh, something that might transfer to something that you're able to, to purchase or use yourself. But, it, you know, does it look exciting? Obviously, I mean, you talked about myth-busting earlier, but, um, you know, obviously some of the reservations that, that, that people have had around EVs as range and so forth, and that continues to develop. Are, are there other developments on the horizon that we should get excited yeah. about? Yeah, so, I mean, the technology is really good and there's only so much you can do to um, to allay psychology. People just have to... Um, the, the technology is really good. This is the technology that, you know, people like Elon Musk are taking to Mars. You know, they don't want their space rockets, you know, stored in space. This is, you know, it's, it's cutting-edge technology and it's proven and it's, it's happening now. So there's, yeah, there's some really exciting new models, solar cars, um, People are putting down payments down on the first solar cars, and the light year looks really cool. There are some really exciting new cars um, out there. If anyone was in Christchurch um, this weekend, there's a Take Charge um, Expo, which has got some really cool-looking cars in it, as well as battery electric vans and off-roaders and uh, motorcycles and mopeds. And I think that's the other thing, is that kind of the quiet revolution is actually happening in... Um, well, everyone knows about electric bikes, but actually um, mopeds and um, just little, um, just the smaller motorbikes like the Obco, which is made in New Zealand as well. So, um, yeah, and, and the other things to watch is also um, there are going to be changes in battery technology, which um, not only what we're using now, which is the lithium-ion batteries, um, but sort of in the way we charge those, but um, 
sort of there's the, the actual chemical elements of those are um, there's some really interesting changes coming, which will hopefully lower the battery cost, make them faster to charge, um, um, and doesn't it won't, we won't be depending on those rare metals. So um, that's that's the I think the exciting thing on the future. So this is a good technology for where we are at now, but I think it's going to get better. Well, you're going to spend a bit of time uh, over the weekend uh, with some petrol heads, no doubt. Well, certainly car lovers in general. The auto spectacular yeah. on the Edgar Centre over the weekend. Uh, what are the plans for your presence there? Um, well, we've got a, we've just got a, we've just got a small stand. Um, it would probably, probably probably be next to the Plymouth Rodders. I don't know where you always end up next to the Hot Rodders. But um, but the the auto spectacular is a car show for car enthusiasts and. Everybody there um, is just really interested in cars, and it's a great place to go to talk to people who are really interested in, you know, what's under the bonnet. So um, we've we've done Auto Spectacular a couple of years um, before COVID. We've done it a few times now. Obviously, um, COVID kind of wrecked plans for everybody's events. So this is the first time back since um, 2020. So really looking forward to meeting some old friends and. Uh, Meeting some new ones. And that's at the Edgar Centre Sunday, is that right? No, Saturday. Saturday, tomorrow. There we go. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, we're setting up today. Oh, fantastic. Well, enjoy that. Um, I'm sure it will be um, a great weekend. It always is the Auto Spectacular. People have lots oh, of fun. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, Pam uh, McKinley, it's been great to catch up with you on this World EV Day. I'm sure we'll continue to have these conversations, and each time we do, there's you know there's more developments to talk about, isn't there? So yeah, you know, I'm surprised I'm still here after the first the first time. I always thought I'd be doing this for a couple of years, and then everyone would have kind of you know it'll just be EVs will be normal, and EVs are becoming the new normal, and I'm probably surprised I'm still doing it, but there's still a demand for people that are still entering that kind of market mm. and just helping them find their way around the new dashboard, I think. Indeed. More than, yeah. S- still like work, a new phone. Yeah, still work to do, um, and we're grateful yeah. for you doing it. Thanks, Pam. We look forward to ca- catching up with you again further down the track. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.